Hello beautiful humans, this is Alicia from Ethical Wellness Programs and you are listening to the Heal in Motherhood podcast, the show that combines the science of the mind-body connection and trauma research along with spiritual teachings and practical tools to help women heal their lives from the inside out and reclaim their inner goddess while showing up as the person, parent and partner they came here to be. If you like what you hear on today's show, please don't forget to leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app so that we can grow our community and impact as many women's lives as possible. Welcome everybody and today I have a special guest on the show with me, Laura. And Laura is an intuitive transformation mentor with Laura Flynn Fly, and she helps women to heal their relationships with self and helps them release any limiting beliefs, holding them back from living a vibrant, healthy and joyful life. Her own healing journey has led her to free herself from her limitations and now she helps others to find their wings and fly so that is such a beautiful introduction welcome Laura thank you for being here thank you so thank you for having me it's lovely to be here awesome so I'd love to start for the listeners that don't really know what an intuitive transformation mentor is or what she does Um, Would you be able to just sort of break that down for us a little bit, please? Yeah, sure. Of course I can. So I guess intuitive being, so intuitive transformation mentor, breaking that down would be, I don't really see myself as a coach as such. I tend to have this understanding of coaches as helping more with external goals and motivating people to achieve what they're wanting externally that's just my perception I guess of coaching and I feel that mentoring is more about helping and intuitively as well is about helping um, women to go within themselves and to guide and support them and hold their hands as they go within and heal their relationships with themselves peel back any layers stopping them from being who they truly are and embracing their true effort that they can find their own answers within and uncover what their purpose is in this lifetime what they want to be doing and where they want to be headed and creating a life that they love so finding their own answers within so anything that's based around seeking external answers or external validation about letting go of all of those things to be able to understand that they hold those answers within themselves to access their own intuition as well and to trust that to start to really understand themselves accept themselves and develop that self-trust awesome yeah that's really beautiful and I love that idea of you know really all of the answers are within they're not there isn't really external solutions for those issues that we are facing or the suffering or the problems or whatever you want to call them um, that we are facing. So, yeah, I really love that. And that's really um, beautiful and connecting people into their intuition because that's really where our power lies, I think, 
um, mm. as women is connecting into our intuitive self. And I feel like there's this idea that intuition is something that we naturally have, but actually it's something, it's a mu- it's like a muscle, right? It's something that we have to work on and we have to learn how to use. It's a skill. It isn't natural. And it's, it sounds like it should be because it's intuition. But for most of us that have grown up in a society that have learned to dissociate from our intuition and been told to follow the rules and fall in line. Then when we try to seek the answers within, it can be very difficult to do because we're not naturally tapped into our intuition. You know, we've had it taught out of ourselves. We are when we're kids, like kids are really tapped into their intuition, but we've had it sort of, yeah, for a lack of a better word, taught out of us in school and the systems that are created. Feeling like your work is so important because you're helping women actually to learn how to tap into, back into that intuition and meet themselves where they're at because it doesn't come naturally. Would that be a fair assessment? <laughs> yes, yes, totally. Yes. That totally resonates. And and it is, it's something that we do all hold naturally within us. But like you say, it's something that we're not encouraged to generally as a, you know, as a rule in our, you know, modern day society, we're not encouraged to trust and follow our intuition. It is kind of squished and squeezed out of us in a sense. And it's all about fitting in and following the rules and being molded and put, you know, put into boxes. And so in that sense, we aren't really encouraged it's not yeah we're not encouraged to explore that and to follow that and be who we truly are and we tend to I feel like develop these layers and masks which lead us to in a sense kind of forget who we actually are in the end and so it really is a process of peeling back those layers the layers of conditioning the belief systems that we are taught by our you know our our parents our caregivers the education system those around us And, you know, we take on all of those belief systems that aren't ours. We aren't born with those. And so we tend to look at the world through the lens of these belief systems that we've taken on and all those conditioning. And so being able to really peel those back and uncover what is really true for us, what we value, and creates a more fulfilling, meaningful life once we can really connect back to that and be true in that as well and once we have fully embraced and accepted ourselves and healed you know part of it's that you know first love yourself you know healing our relationship with ourselves allows us to be able to fully accept and embrace who we are and then we can go out and express that to the world because we have accepted ourselves and we don't you know we're not held back by fear of judgment of others or their rejection or what people might think because we don't by that point, we don't really care if saying we don't care is, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I understand what you mean by we don't care. And I think we get confused with the idea of we don't care with the, it sounds dismissive. Mm. And we do care, but what we care about more is what we think and how yeah. we feel. And we can tune into, we're not so concerned with what 
the James PT says of how many times a week you should exercise and how many meals you should eat a day or whoever it is. That's just an example, random example. But we're not so concerned of what people are telling us from the outside. We're saying, well, actually, this works for me. Mm. you know so I don't feel like it's necessarily in the terms of like oh well we don't give a fuck what other people think about us because we do and we always will do because we're human right yes but it's getting back to that layer of like well I'm gonna do this for me because it feels good to me and we're not trying to prove ourselves to anyone else we're not saying oh this is the best way to do it and the only way to do it and my way is the only way and you should believe in me we're just saying this is what I'm doing and it works for me Mm -hmm. and that's okay if it doesn't work for you I'm not concerned with what's happening for you in 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 what you're doing does that kind of resonate that's exactly it and it's it's kind of, I suppose, in a in a sense, it's that live and let live, isn't it? And that we can all have, as long as nobody's hurting anyone else, we can all have our own values and what's true to ourselves. Um, you know, we we can without being respectful and mindful of other people, I suppose, as well, and letting go of that judgment as well, because we all do it. And and that again, the judgment tends to start with ourselves. You know. It's, and when we can let go of that self-criticism and this, the self-judgment, then we're able to be more compassionate towards others. So again, it's where that, you know, it starts with us. I feel like that's such a beautiful idea with it starts with us, especially when it comes to the motherhood journey as well, because we're only able to hold space for our children's stuff as much as we are able to hold space for our own right so if we find it very difficult to hold space for their quote-unquote bad behaviors or their big emotions it's because we're not given the acceptance and the compassion within ourselves and maybe Mm -hmm. we wasn't you know we wasn't given that in our childhood maybe you know we were told to shut up or be the good girl or not be heard and only seen um you know those kind of toxic patterns and behaviors it shows up in our parenting through what triggers us as well Mm -hmm. so I feel like what we're talking about it's really important for mums in motherhood to work on themselves first like you said Mm -hmm. and that just ripples out than exactly. to everyone else and we're not yeah. trying to fix our children or fix their behaviors yes. or pretend or say that there's something wrong with them mm, that is totally that's exactly what it's all about it's about coming back to ourselves first and and it does it totally has that ripple effect and very much my own I guess my own healing journey began in after becoming a mother and realizing you know that I didn't want to pass any of um, any patterns onto my own children and I realized very early on in the piece that the way to do that was to heal myself and that would not only free myself of past wounding but also break that pattern for the boys so I guess in a way they were my biggest reason for healing my own relationship with myself yeah 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 that's beautiful 
So tell me a little bit about how your journey began with healing. Where did your healing, I know you said about, you know, your boys have kind of been that catalyst for your change and your healing journey and your growth. But what did that look like? So I guess I've always been, as for as long as I can remember, I've been very curious and interested in nat- more natural health, alternative health. Um, I was brought up in a family that did not introduce me to that in the slightest. So it was very much the you know Western medicine, doctors of gods, and all the rest of it. And from a very um, <laughs> like doctors are gods. Yeah, that is totally true. Yeah, they can they'll fix you, whatever whatever's wrong, go see a doctor. Because you're broken. Yeah. And so I felt quite early on in the piece, probably in my teens, I was I'd I'd get very bad eczema flare-ups and I had um digestive issues. And when my eczema was flare up. I'd have, you know, and I had childhood eczema and stuff, and my mum used to just slather on all the steroid creams. And and then the steroid creams would get stronger and stronger, and then they might not even work. And so I just, from, yeah, for as long as I can remember, I was like, well, I don't understand why sometimes I have eczema and sometimes I don't, and what's the point of just putting a cream on? I wanted to understand why. And I think it was yeah, late teens when I went to this doctor and I had this big flare up and I was and I asked the question, I was like, well, as he prescribing me some cream. And I was like, I really want to understand why sometimes I, I get these big flare ups and sometimes I'm fine. You know, can you help with that? And he was just looked at me like I was from a different planet. <laughs> Put the cream on, it'll go. And and then that moment I was like, nah, this there's gotta be something more than going and sticking cream on my skin and and that's the answer so I started then to really delve into different approaches to health along the way it was like Chinese medicine I was like drinking some gross disgusting herbs at one point you know and then I and then kinesiology was like amazing for me this is where I discovered all food intolerances and I so I changed my diet and for me initially I was like it was all about lifestyle and diet and I was like that's the answer and I didn't know about stress management and looking into emotions and healing that sort of stuff I knew nothing about energy and so I focused everything on diet and lifestyle and then got to a point where and my and everything did improve but it got to a point where I would still get flare-ups if I was emotionally stressed However, at that stage, I wasn't prepared to accept that I was emotionally stressed. I didn't like to think of myself as a stressed person. So I was like, I'm not a stressed person. I'm very chilled and calm. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was used to say, you know, back then, well, you know, don't look at the emotional stress stuff. And I was like, yeah. And then it wasn't until I was open to accepting that emotional stress, you know, the reason I was like, ah, okay, yeah, okay. When I'm emotionally stressed, it doesn't matter how well I eat, going to have a flare up. And sometimes I might be super strict on the, the diet and lifestyle and yeah, it'll, it's going to come up. So, and sometimes I might be going off the wagon a little bit and, um, and everything's fine if I'm feeling good in myself. So when I started to actually accept and explore that, and I was doing a health coaching oh, yeah. course as well with uh, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Because of the the more the, the diet and lifestyle side of things, that went very much then into 
emotions and stress management and spirituality and, and all of that. So I started to delve at around the same time into all of that and realized very much where a lot of my issues were coming from emotional stress. So I went that way and then I was drawn to the chakras and energy and energy healing. And that's when I was just like, aha, <laughs> everything begins with energy. That makes so much sense. And I guess I just began to explore more and more that side of things and went from this thing of where I did use physics. And that's when I started to go, okay, well, I can start to really heal from within and learn the tools and techniques myself that resonate and work. And through this exploration of a multitude of things, therapies, modalities, and all sorts of things, I've come across what I found has worked for me and what I now share with others, I suppose. And it's about empowering people to be able to heal themselves again as well. So but all starting with energy and using the chakra system as a guidance system and map for our whole life. Um, and then working with tools and techniques awesome I love your journey and I actually really resonate with your journey because I feel like it's very similar to mine I started in nutrition in the nutrition space and thinking that everything life was all about diet and exercise also I really resonated with your um, saying about you didn't really want to accept that you had the emotional stress because you was the chilled and calm person and that was totally my MI as well (laughs) sitting on water you know like cruising along and then it's legs are like screaming under the water (laughs) yeah absolutely I totally resonate with that because I would be like if you could see what is happening inside my body while I'm having this conversation And for me, it was just dissociation. Like if something stressful was happening, I was so used to being able to dissociate and get out of my body that Mm. I looked on the face of it like I was really calm and I was really, you know, it was fine. It wasn't touching me. But really what was happening was I was totally dissociating from what was happening and pretending like it wasn't happening. And I would just shut down and it would I would just switch off. And it was a trauma response. Yeah. You know? And Yeah, I did the same. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I used to say, Oh, I don't have trauma. Like, even though I grew up as a young carer, so I was caring for a disabled parent from a very young age. And lots of things happened. My mum died when I was 17. And I was like, oh, that's not trauma. That's, you know, the dad leaving the family home. Oh, that's not trauma. But these things are emotionally trapped in the body until we deal with them, right? Um, And that's where kind of the energy work and stuff does come in is releasing Mm. those blocks. But yeah, I really resonated with your story because of yeah, my 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 things yeah. were very similar to what yes. you said. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And what you just said about the dissociation as well. Yeah, I used to do exactly that. And and it was yeah, it's a way of escaping the pain of the, the present moment. And just with that, you know, like the memories as well, like not having any conscious memory. Like I had no awareness, like when you say about, you know, like the the trauma thing my sister Victoria who you know she passed away when I was 
four years old, nearly five, I have no memories of that time at all. And for a very, very long time, I just, I really believed that it didn't impact me. I was like, I was just a young child. I don't have any memories. So therefore, it didn't impact me. And when I started addressing the, the energy blockages in my body and started going into the healing from that perspective, I since realized that I had stored and held every single part of that in the subconscious layers of my body and the body holds it all. And I had got all of that pain and grief and everything stored in my body without the conscious awareness of it. And as soon as I started to open that up and let it out, I was like, oh my God, this event, my losing my sister at that age has impacted my whole life shaped the way I am and is a massive reason for a lot of my the way I am and the way I respond to situations that I have no awareness of whatsoever and I found that absolutely mind-blowing that you can have yeah hold on to that stuff and have no awareness of it yeah super interesting isn't it because the the brain is so smart you know it's wired for that survival so mm. it will do anything to help us survive in that moment and if that means deleting memories and dissociating from our bodies where the pain is held then that is what it will do and this is why we have these responses is because our brain isn't designed to make us happy it's designed to keep us alive and you know it's not conducive for the brain to store that memory in your conscious mind it's in your like you said it's it's stored in your body but in your conscious mind you're like oh that's not affected me I'm yeah I'm fine like but as you see in the patterns have really when you said that like the goosebumps on my arm I was like those patterns have created they've they've shaped you and that's what Mm -hmm. our trauma does it shapes us and that's why it's so important for us to look at you know as adults we rationalize everything and we have a rational part of the brain but when we're younger up until you know around seven years old that part of our brain hasn't developed yet and even up to age 20 you know that part of our brain to rationalize things hasn't developed yet so what happened to us as a small child is not the experience that you have as as an adult you know as an adult we say oh it's okay like you said I was just young and I was only four and it was fine and but for a four-year-old child she wasn't feeling the same because she couldn't rationalize what was happening you know Mm -hmm. And this yeah. is how a lot of stuff does get stuck from childhood. And not all trauma is about our childhood. You know, there's a lot of different other types of trauma or if you want to call it emotional baggage, you know, everyone's got a different name for it. And I think trauma has got this kind of negative quotation on it. So it's a lot of, it feels scary, right? Yeah. It's scary to look at that. But it's so freaking liberating oh, <laughs> once you go in and you get deep and you just like release all that stuff it's just like liberation yeah yeah, that's it and it was (laughs) upon that realization for me when I was like oh my gosh I'm holding all of this stuff and I just want it out and I knew in that moment I'm going to do whatever it takes to clear it um 
you know, I could have just gone, oh, I'm just going to sweep that back under the carpet and ignore it and continue. But it was, yeah. And I, and I think, and that's a conscious choice that we make and it's very empowering. And then when we do the work to clear and remove all of that, like you say, liberation, it's totally, yeah, incredibly free. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And it's not really until you start to explore these avenues that you realise that there is a life outside of that constant suffering and that constant paddling under the water and just coping with stress mm. and life. And I want to go back and touch on a little bit as well that kind of like what we were saying about moving your awareness from feeling like you're broken and you need to be fixed and seeking those external things to realizing that you can heal yourself and you're not broken. It's just all of these adaptations that your body's had to make to help you cope with the situations that have happened in your life. You know, we have the digestive issues and the anxiety and the eczema and the depression and all these things because our body is lived in stress for such a long time it's had to it's it's almost like that is the message it's like okay well I'll give you digestive issues and then maybe you'll start to look at me and you'll notice me mm. or I'll give you back pain so that you can start to see or look into what we're doing isn't working mm. you know yeah yeah totally I mean once we, uh, I do feel like it's like the body just gives us symptoms to help us, direct us to where the root cause. And if we don't listen, the symptoms just get stronger and stronger. So really, when we start to listen to the body and the wisdom of the body and to become sensitive to its signals and what it's trying to tell us, um, that's when we can start to notice at that more subtle kind of yeah before we have to get these like listen to me <laughs> this is what you need to do yeah. before it's not too late but you know when there's something there like that we just can't avoid or mm. yeah I find it all super interesting I did some uh, like a mind body connection course and it's interesting that you said about your skin because skin um, eczema is in German new medicine is a separation conflict so it's being separated from someone that you love and depending on whereabouts it is in the body it can also mean different things so like if it's on the hands it can mean that you're trying to like push someone away or you're trying to hold them in as well and like the feet is like kicking someone away um, so that's super interesting how you had all these problems with your eczema and also you lost your sister as well. So, you know, there could mm. be that correlation between what was happening in your body with all the emotions and how your body was trying to process what had happened as well. And I love how you said the wisdom of the body, because that's really where our wisdom lies, right? It's not mm -hmm. in our mind. 
it's not in our knowledge yeah it's wisdom is a felt experience it's in our body it's in ourselves it's not like this intellectual we put so much emphasis on mindset work and belief work and being smart and intellectual stuff but that's not where our power is no it's in our body yeah totally and just speaking to that it just reminded me when you said about like we do we tend to go and we do the we say the affirmations and we try to change yeah our mindset to be more positive and everything and that is where like with the the energy as well with the the chakra system we've got to really at the the beginning at the foundations you know like with the the base chakra is all about the physical body and our physical existence in this world and how we safe secure and supported we feel and that develops in the womb you know it comes from the stresses that perhaps our mother had when we were in the womb or you know what we experienced at birth whether there was separation or withdrawal whether our needs were our basic fundamental needs were met that gives us our the foundations that we grow from so if our foundations were shaky everything the whole system's shaky but that positive mindset and the the thinking and the affirmations, that's all up in the upper chakras. That comes later. We've got to do the healing in the lower ones. We've got to get on strong foundations. We've got to sort out the connection to our emotions and feelings and move out any stuck-held emotions that we've stored in our body that are giving us physical symptoms or mental symptoms of discomfort or disease or whatever is showing up there. We've got to clear all of that. And then the, you know, the solar plexus, that's all about our will and drive and our sense of self-worth all of that it's clear that that's all those limiting beliefs that we hold we've got to clear all of that stuff first before we can move up into the you know the spiritual realms and the um, manifesting and the positive thinking and all of that we can't manifest anything if we're on that shaky ground and so it just yeah just made me think of that when you were saying yeah like all this we're so focused on that the mind you know the mindset We've got to heal what's within first. Come back to the body and listen to the body. Be present in the body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a hundred and million percent. (laughs) I totally resonate with that message because I feel like that's what both of us teach, right? Yeah. Teaching people how to feel safe in their body because Mm. we've all been through something. And like you said, if we've grown up on shaky foundations, then you can do all the affirmations and you can eat all the healthy foods and you can do all the mindset work until the cows come home. But if you don't learn how to process and hold um, your emotions and feel safe in your body, then manifesting is going to be very difficult, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, you're just going to keep self-sabotaging as well. And I feel like that is where self-sabotage comes from is people trying to get to their goals and they're pushing and they're pushing, but somehow they always end up right back where they started. And it's because they've got all this stuff on the lower levels of the chakras Mm -hmm. that they've not cleared out. That's where our patterns are made our patterns aren't made in our mind you know Mm. so yeah totally I totally resonate with that I think that's a really important message to let people know is if 
the mindset work and the manifesting and then creating new habits isn't working that's because you haven't gone deep enough yet and yeah we're here to support people through that journey so that then they can manifest the life that they dream of right yeah and it's having that awareness of that and then having the power to choose yeah whether it's like do we go and do that healing work is that important to us is that something that we want to do to be able to create a life that we love yeah Mm. if someone was at the beginning of their journey their healing journey what would be something like what have you used on your journey that you found really helpful to where would you start like what is a tool or something that someone could um do or use to get them started on this like magical healing journey (laughs) yeah I know well that's it and I feel like like I said I started diet lifestyle and came all the way back to the to energy the root so I would say definitely starting there I know that like for a lot of people who don't really understand energy it's not tangible you can't see it and feel it and all the rest of it a strange place to start perhaps mm. but I would definitely recommend <laughs> going there because it's you know I took so long to get to that point and I think for me and what I'm finding is that a really good useful tool that helps those that might be like to have the tangible evidence or the scientific evidence or the clinical backing and um, tapping, EFT tapping as a tool is a really great place to start because it is energy medicine, but it's got that science, you know, that science behind yeah. it, clinical backing. It's used in, in therapy um, settings, but it's also a, a great way to gain an understanding of energy as well. And it's essentially, we're working with modern psychology and ancient you know, Chinese acupressure, combining the two and working with the energy meridian points in the body to let go of the any emotions, limiting beliefs, all of that. You can work with stress and anxiety. It's a great self-regulation tool for emotional self-regulation and also working through things that we're holding, those patterns. And, and in a sense, it works to detach the what's going on in the subconscious what we you know what we're holding in there it attaches the associate triggers and associations to certain past events to free us up and create new neural pathways it's incredibly beneficial on many levels but it's it helps to get that awareness and understanding around energy as well and to open up that it's like an entry point I find yeah so that's definitely a tool that I would explore and with that obviously you've spoken about energy a lot there so for the listeners for people who aren't sort of aware of like what is energy would you be able to sort of unpack that a little bit just for our listeners like is there something that some a way that you could sort of sum that up so that people can get a bit more of an idea of like what you're talking about when you're talking about energy so if so going on that everything is energy so everything vibrates to a frequency 
So solid matter is still energy that is vibrating at a low, it's a lower frequency, a denser frequency. So energy has different frequencies and you've got the more subtle vibrations, which are the lighter energy. But the chair that you're sitting on and the table, all solid matter is still energy. It's one of those molecules vibrating and friction, you know, so denser molecules and everything around us is in energy. The lighter, as we get into the more subtle realms of energy that are less tangible. So you've got, for example, elements, you've got earth is is energy, but it's that solid matter and the element of earth actually you know we're, we're connected to that with our base chakra which is our physical our connection to the physical realm water we're moving into that lighter energy but it, and it's flowing and that's a part of us as well we've got water flowing through us we've got blood flowing through our veins it's all connected to that element and it's our second chakra i hope this is kind of making sense the third chakra as we go up that's lighter again this is fire the element of fire so we're connected to all the elements in this way and we have it's the transformational energy in us it's how we metabolize our foods all the the metabolism stuff that happens in our body and then we go to air which is again it's lighter but it's still tangible we feel air this is the at the level of the heart shutter it's our breath you know that this is very much linked to the element of air and the heart our lungs it's all connected and then we move up into the more spiritual realms of you know like the throat is is the element of ether well we can't tangibly feel ether it's a more subtle vibration it's a higher frequency but we can sense it it's our senses so our senses it's still it's less tangible but we can actually start to feel that energy by doing things like playing with energy, like rubbing your hands together, start then to move gently, softly, move your hands away from one another and almost playing with the energy, almost like a ball. And you start to, you know, if you just really feel and tune into that, you start to sense that there's like a... Yeah, there's like a pushing and pulling, isn't it? It's like you can feel that there's something there, but it's like, it's like really, it's so weird, actually. It's like you can, I can really feel it on the hands. And and the more you play with that, you start to, to notice it more and feel it more. So it's the more subtle, higher vibrational frequency than than air itself that we feel is the breeze around us and we fit tangibly feel that this is ether it's the next you know so we're getting into finer and finer energy but it's it's all energy and I think the more you start to play with that subtle vibrational field we talk about vibration and resonance and like we even talk about it with when we meet people we we like their vibe or we they don't resonate with us and then when we feel that connected that's still frequency it's energy Mm. we're connecting on that more subtle vibrational level and then we know when we meet someone if we we connect if we like their vibe and we want to create connection with them that's all energy everything's energy so would you say like learning to tap into that would be somewhere where people could start like you know go on youtube and find like an energy meditation or 
something like that would that be like perhaps starting to just play around with it a little bit and you know there's things like an energy it's just I think initially it's being open Mm. to the concept of energy and you know if that means going and looking it up and looking up quantum physics to really logically understand that we're talking about something that is it's real, you know, it's woo-woo, it's actually very real, then, you know, by all means do that. But just opening up to the concept of energy, that we are energetic beings, that everything around that we're experiencing is energy. And that, you know, just starting to open, as we open our minds to that, we start to receive and we start to allow more to come in. And that's, again, and that's the whole thing about you know, intuition, trusting, surrendering, it's all being more open to to trusting that there's something bigger out there, I guess, than just what we can tangibly see, feel, understand yes, logically. I love that. Things like opening up to like an energy cleansing ritual, you know, like we all, when we feel drained, you know, a lot of us don't understand, like we'll go and, you know, we might talk to somebody who drains our energy. They are literally draining our energy. So protecting our energy is really important you know if you're somebody that goes to a shopping center and you come back and you're like oh I hate these busy places just suck my energy it's happening it, you know and so having a, an energy cleansing and protection ritual actually does help to conserve your energy and your energy is everything because how you feel as you go about your day um Mm. It's so important. I mean, you know, if you're if you're feeling drained and you need to have a nap in the afternoon, you can't do what you want to do and you feel crap. It's so important to to learn these little techniques and have an understanding of that where we can actually do things like clean our energy field and protect it so that we feel stronger and more vibrant and um, you know, we're not allowing yeah. to, to drain us around where is that? It's just starting with those little things and you know, a cleansing, energy cleansing ritual that you can do that's very, very simple is just to imagine, you know, white light just just coming over you like a waterfall and just cleansing your energy and just feeling into that and just opening up to just allowing that white light to, you know, and whether it's in the shower as well and the, and the feel of the water coming over and imagining the, the white light as well helps with that. But just noticing the subtle shift in doing something as simple as that and surrounding ourselves with the white light of divine protection. It's as mm. simple as intention. You know, there's, and there's different techniques. But I think that you did a, um, you sometimes do techniques on your Facebook page, don't you, in yeah. your Facebook group? Yeah. yeah. So maybe if you're interested in learning about how to cleanse your energy, I put Laura's link in the show notes and the listeners can go and onto your Facebook group page and join your Facebook group and they will have access then to you and your beautiful grounding and yeah. healing shower things because I've seen you do those on there. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, so that would be a good place to start. Um, yeah, awesome. And let's, we're going to wrap this up. So we're going to have our last question, which is what has been your biggest learning from your children or from motherhood? My biggest takeaway from becoming a mum was um, that initial feeling of responsibility. Like, oh my God, you know, it was like that becoming, I felt like 
I'd become a different person in a way. And it was, I felt like it was a loss of identity and a grieving. And this feeling of like, oh my God, I am responsible for this tiny little being and everything that happens to them, wanting it all to be perfect and not really feeling like I knew what I was doing. When I realized, and it was just like an aha moment that, oh my gosh, it's not all about me teaching them and being responsible for them. They are our biggest teachers. You know, that reflection of, they're like a mirror. I'm just mirroring that everything within us that needs to be healed and showing us. And it's like the the pathway, the portal to our own healing and um, very much um, humbling to realise that, yeah, that I was going to learn probably a lot more from them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful because I totally agree with that. Like our children, and I do say it a lot, Our children are our biggest healers and we can learn so much from them. They're divine beings, you know, so I'm all about celebrating that. So, yeah, that's beautiful. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I've really enjoyed our chat. So, yeah, thank you for being here. Likewise, I've very much enjoyed it too. So thank you for having me. Okay, and if you'd like to connect with Laura on a deeper level and join her eight-week Tap to Freedom series, which combines the powerful emotional self-regulation and fear transformation tool, EFT tapping, with the chakra system to help you become more aware of and shift blockages in your life that are holding you back, then Laura has shared with us today a free EFT tapping script to help you release guilt around self-care as a mum with access to a webinar to take you through the process. So you can find the downloadable link in the show notes below. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please let us know what was your biggest takeaway either reach out on socials or leave a message in our DMs and we will share your big wins or your big takeaways for today. And if you found this really helpful, please go ahead and share it with a friend, someone who you think might need it. And thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Namaste. Namaste.